welcome to this edition of Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm your host, Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've chosen to spend this time with us today. So former President Donald Trump is not going to get back his Facebook and Instagram privileges. That was the decision of Facebook's oversight board yesterday. It decided that Trump's incitement of the January 6th insurrection was grounds for his suspension from the site. But the board also said that Facebook was wrong to make the suspension indefinite. Now the site has six months to decide whether it will restore Trump's account, suspend him for a specific amount of time, or suspend him permanently. The way Facebook is handling this suspension is a big development in the ongoing saga of social media companies figuring out in real time how best to police their own sites. We live in a country and a world where there are lots of different opinions, and some of them are very controversial. Should they be banned from social media? Should they be regulated somehow by social media? Or should social media be something of a free-for-all? Should it be the town square that free speech advocates have longed for for such a long time in this country? This kind of instant way to communicate with everybody and get all the ideas out in front of everyone to be able to judge for themselves uh, without oversight. That's where we want to begin the conversation today with what the future of social media looks like in terms of banning people like Donald Trump and others who say things that might actually incite violence. What do you think? How do you use social media? How do you make sure that you don't feel threatened or somehow debased by the interactions on social media? And do you think that the social media companies should be playing a more aggressive role in deciding that for us? As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll try to include you in the conversation that way. Call and tell us whether you think Donald Trump should be banned permanently from Facebook. And if you believe that, tell us who else. Where do you draw the line? How do you decide who should be able to communicate with other people on social media and who should not? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. And here to talk about this issue is someone who has spent a lot of time thinking about those questions I just asked. Peter Kafka is senior correspondent at Recode. He is also the host of Recode Media, the weekly podcast that's dedicated to the future of media and technology. Peter, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me back. So uh, bring the audience up to speed on what is happening. You did a good job on that. (laughs) Um, What's happening with Donald Trump and his suspension on Facebook and Instagram? This board uh, yesterday said, uh, okay, we're going to uphold that, but put some limits on it. Tell us how long this should be for. Uh, Is this something we should be cheering or is this something that should concern us? Um, I mean, we don't really know what the answer is, right? The, but what the board said really is Facebook, you, you tried to make the responsibility for this decision. You tried to put the responsibility for this decision on our shoulders, this, this 20 member board that you created and funded and said would be responsible for this kind of decision. 
actually, we think you need to make the decision. Um, so I think I, I'm actually relatively pleased with it because it does sort of reinforce that that Facebook is a private company. Uh, I mean, it's publicly held, but it's a private company. It's run by Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire many times over because of Facebook. Um, and I believe that Mark Zuckerberg should be responsible for what happens on Facebook. Um, it's not a collective. It's a, it's a, it's a company. Um, and he runs it. And I, I do think that he should have responsibility for those decisions. He doesn't want to make them, I think, for a bunch of reasons. Um, but I think this is a decision that, that he should be making. So, so I, I agree with everything you just said about his responsibility to manage the product that he created and manages and has you know, garnered great wealth from. But there's a part of me as a free speech advocate and a journalist that's really nervous about the idea of one person or one person and the board of his company even making that kind of decision for something that has become such an important part of what I was talking about, the, the, the town square, the, 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 the public space in which we exchange ideas uh, in this country. What, what, what makes you more confident than I am that that, that would be – reasonably handled and that it would reflect the the ethos of that 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 public square mentality that I think we all are are sort of assigning to to social media right now it is a tricky question by the way Mark Zuckerberg agrees with you he says over and over that he should not be sitting in California and making rules for for America or the rest of the world he doesn't think that's right um and it, it, we are in a new place. We haven't had something like Facebook and, and Twitter and social media um, that are private companies with, with enormous impact around the world that they aren't regulated in any meaningful way by, by anyone. Uh, and we're all grappling with it. We don't have a good answer. I do believe, you know, there, there are some cynical reasons why Mark Zuckerberg doesn't want to make this decision, but mm -hmm. I think he truly believes that, that collectively the community, we can debate what that community means, should be making these decisions. Um, you know, but this was all sort of, I think, you know, the, the ethos of these social media companies that, that sprung up in, in the 2000s um, was still when we all thought, relative, you know, we all sort of thought the internet was a benign place, or if you added up the pros and cons of the internet, the pros would outweigh the cons. I still think most people in Silicon Valley still believe that. But, you know, belatedly, we're coming to realize, oh, no, the, these things can be abused. They can have enormously uh, corrosive impact. Um, and we don't have a good way of sort of balancing the, the pros and cons. You're starting to see government regulators around the world and, and, and governments around the world sort of try to figure out what they want to do or say about this, but they don't have good answers either. So I'm punting just like Mark Zuckerberg. Is. Punting, <laughs> you don't punting, want to answer the question. The answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't, I don't know that there is a good answer. I mean, I think yeah. that's fundamentally where we're at there. We don't, we, we just there isn't a precedent for this. I, in general, would rather have, I do think, you know, the folks at, at Facebook, um, even though we, we like to pillory them, are pretty smart. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I'd, I'd rather have them making a decision than, than, than some of the people who, who hold power uh, in America and the rest of the world. Uh, and that's kind of the, 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 the issue as well, right? Um, the, the oversight board, by the way, didn't just say you need to make or figure out how to handle Trump. They said you need to how to figure out all political everything. Issues. Yeah. yeah, everything, because this issue um, is is coming up right now in Venezuela and in India. 
Um, how do you handle uh, elected leaders um, who are who are harming um, the people in their own country um, or, or making rash decisions or telling you to take down posts that they don't agree with? Um, all, all sorts of things that, that Facebook and, and Twitter and, and everyone else needs to sort of grapple with. And it's naughty. It's, it's a real problem. Mm. So, so let's walk through the, the possibilities here now that this board has kind of kicked it back to Facebook. Uh, one is that they will say uh, Donald Trump is banned for a, a specific amount of time uh, and that he will get back his accounts at, at the end of that time. The other, of course, is that they say uh, you're done and, and you're not coming back ever. I, I, I want to have you kind of game both of those out and talk about not what they mean just for Donald Trump, but, but what they mean for Facebook and, and for all political speech on, on social media, depending on, you know, which, which way this goes. Well, I, I think there's probably more than those two options, by the way. There's there, for instance, and I think this is probably where Facebook is going to end up, is they're going to say, you know, Donald Trump can come back when he's no longer behaving badly and or causing, mm. um, you know, potentially harming people. So he would have to change his behavior. Maybe he has to make amends. Maybe he has to apologize. And there are certainly enough restrictions that you could you could put forward that Donald Trump would never agree to. Huh. Um, and in fact, Donald Trump would prefer to sort of be angry at Facebook. It's better for him, I think. Um, there's that. You can also allow him back on, but with restrictions. Maybe he can post, but, you know, you limit the uh, distribution of his posts. There's, uh, it doesn't just have to be a full on off switch. And I yeah. think this is also what you'll see from, from the other platforms, which by the way, sort of makes some sense. Um, you know, and, and, and you've seen Facebook do this in the past that when, when they, they did restrain uh, Maduro in, in Venezuela, but that was temporary. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think what the oversight board is saying, make a set of rules that, that can be applied across the board in all its circumstances. I don't really think that's possible, but I do think um, you can think a little bit more. You know, when Facebook did ban Trump, it was along with everyone else on the internet doing the same thing at the same time. And I, they probably did not think through what they needed to do then. And it is reasonable for them to do some more thinking. I just don't think there's gonna be a, a, a rule book that you can use every time in every one of these instances. So so then what does that mean for, for the rest of us and, and especially other people who are posting content that you know falls into this this sort of undefined category of of controversial or too controversial to to, to be accepted? Does that does it kind of still leave us in limbo with with regard to understanding more about what the rules are going to look like? Yeah, I mean, I think it's also just about. I mean, it's one you know it may or may not be a coincidence, but but uh, a couple of days before the Facebook announcement came down, uh, Donald Trump sort of announced that he had his own new social network. This right. idea that he's been playing with, he, it wasn't a new social network. It's a blog. Uh, it's literally a place where he can type things up and put them on the internet, which he's always had the ability to do. Um, but I I do think that sort of illustrated like it's a good solution, right? Like no one's saying you should be banned from the internet. Um, you're not prevented from saying things you want to say, you kind of have a freedom of speech. It's different than saying these large social networks, which are designed to amplify and distribute anyone's messages. Maybe they don't have the, the responsibility to do that for you. 
Um, so you could type, but you kind of could type into a void or your, your followers can find you, but the rest of the world doesn't have to see it. Um, and I think that's kind of sort of where things end up shaking out in the end. Um, you, you know, access is not the same as sort of full privileges. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Uh, I'm talking with Peter Kafka. He's a senior correspondent at Recode host of Recode Media, which is the weekly podcast dedicated to the future of media and technology. We're talking about yesterday's decision by this oversight board at Facebook to uphold the ban that was placed on former President Donald Trump for his role in inciting the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Uh, we're talking about what this means going forward, uh, the, the idea of trying to figure out when people should be banned on social media, whether people should be banned on social media, and uh, how maybe they earn those privileges back. What does that mean for the dialogue that uh, social media makes so possible right now? Uh, what does it mean for the kind of town square concept that uh, I think has evolved pretty aggressively on social media over the last five or ten years? Uh, should that town square be more of a free-for-all uh, than a regulated space. Uh, again, as always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. If you want to participate in the conversation, uh, tell us what you think uh, Facebook and the other social media companies ought to be doing. Um, uh, you can also go to Facebook and Twitter, uh, two social media platforms we're talking about here. Uh, put your comments there and we'll try to work them into the show. Let's start with Adam in Macomb. Adam, welcome to the program. Hey, good morning, folks. Hey. Um, so basically, my my whole thing is I think removing the environment that breeds the kind of extremism people are trying to avoid when they're banning. Because why do people want to ban Trump? Because he's a man with power, and or he was a man with power, and they said, well, this guy's a bit of a wild card. You know, he's saying what he wants. What if people start to listen? And I think the issue, the, the way to fix that isn't to say let's not let, let this guy talk. I mean, that's a short-term patch that just says okay, people won't listen and. That's the end of that. But what that's going to create is a whole generation of people who say, okay, I'm not able to have these ideas and people are getting censored. I'm going to become more of an extremist. I'm getting pissed off and it's going to breed more resentment and the cycle continues. Hmm. So I think that people forget that he was elected for that reason, that he speaks his mind and it might be a bit uh, wild, but that's why he was elected. Half the country, more than half, voted for him. So I think, and personally, uh, of course, I don't like Trump. I didn't vote for him. But what I'm saying is, instead of companies and governments treating people like children, uh, instead the ball is in our part to make decisions as men and women to say, hey, uh, someone said something. I'm choosing as a man, as a woman, to not be affected by this. Hmm. And that's what it means to be human. You know, and I think even with all all its faults, that's what makes America a good country. Yeah. So, so I think the ball's in our part. Yeah. So Adam, I mean, obviously then we would uh, place you on I guess the far open extreme of of free speech and and exchange of ideas, and and I think you articulated that really really well and and interestingly. Thanks very much for the call, uh, Peter Kafka. React to the idea that any censorship of quote controversial ideas leads to more extremism because it forces it it forces it underground, and there's people who are just going to be attracted to those ideas because they're off limits. Yeah, I think that is true, but I think that's probably a smaller problem. I think the bigger problem, frankly, is that that most of the uh, social networks are set up to reward 
extreme behavior and thought and ideas that attracts more attention. Those things am- get amplified. They engage more people. They're sort of just set up naturally to attract that. I also think it's important to differentiate between controversial ideas and, and things that can cause harm. Now, it doesn't mean figuring out what the latter group is, is easy to do, but we make those, we, the social networks have all kinds of restrictions on child pornography, right? You mm-hmm. can't say that you like, you post child pornography because you like it. Similarly, um, you know, all of them right now currently say that they, they you know, want to encourage vaccine distribution and, and, and uptake. Um, and they all want to crack down on misinformation about vaccines. And the argument there is there's a greater societal good there. And if you've got, if you want to intentionally spread misinformation about vaccines, they're supposedly going to prevent you from doing it. Uh, and they're saying, you know, we, we don't care whether that's your opinion or not. We, we don't want you expressing that. And we have made a decision. And I think that is responsible, right? So um, the, the, there's a real question with world leaders that all of them have to solve. Because mm-hmm. I, it, it, I think it's, you know, even you know, Bernie Sanders saying, Look, I don't, I don't, you know, I think I've got all kinds of problems with Donald Trump, but I'm not comfortable with him being banned from social media. Um, and I'm just going to keep saying, as long as I'm on the air with you, there there aren't good answers for this. This is a nuanced problem that probably can't be solved with one set of rules. Yeah. So, so Peter, I, I know you have to run to another engagement soon, and, and I want to thank you up front for, sure. for the time you've spent with us. But I have one last question, and, and, and it is about the role of government here. Um, mm-hmm. And and whether this decision by the Facebook Oversight Board and this this ongoing question about uh, uh, about the former president might inspire more action at the, the federal level and in Congress to to think about these things. Of course, Congress called Mark Zuckerberg and uh, the other social media owners uh, a, a few years ago to task about, uh, about this question, but they haven't done anything really. Um, yeah. uh, are, are we closer to seeing them act in this space? Um, there's bipartisan agreement that something should be done about various technology companies and no agreement with what those things are. So even though there's a lot of sort of sentiment that, that, you know, Congress and regulators are going to finally do something. Um, I'm in the minority opinion that says I, I I'm, I'll be surprised if they do much and if they if they're able to reach an agreement. Um, and even just the reaction you saw yesterday from conservatives about the Facebook decision sort of to me, they said, oh, we're definitely going to do something about this. But to me, that underlines the fact that they're probably not because they're doing it. That's a political reaction. Um, and what you don't, you know, ideally, both sides don't want to end up in a place where, you know, they're responding to individual actions by Twitter or Facebook or whomever based on ideology, right? Um, they'd want to create a set of rules and we keep coming back to this. I, I don't think they're really prepared to make a new set of rules that are sort of wide ranging. Mm. Okay. Uh, Peter Kafka, senior correspondent at Recode and host of Recode Media. Great to have you back here on Detroit Today. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. me. Sorry, I got to run. That's okay. Uh, so we're going to continue this conversation when we come back and we're going to continue it with your comments. Anthony in Southwest Detroit, Chris in Dearborn, Bernadette in Old Redford, hang on the line. We will hear from you next. If you want to join them, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. We've also already got a fair number of comments on social media, and we'll try to work those in as well. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, say what you think about all this, and uh, maybe become part of the show. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.
Your city. Your town. Your voice. On 1019 WDET. Detroit's NPR station. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. We're talking right now about the Facebook Oversight Board's decision yesterday not to undo the ban on former President Donald Trump on Facebook and Instagram, the two platforms uh, that Facebook owns. They kicked that decision back to Facebook itself and said, hey, you can't just make this some sort of indefinite Suspension, you got to put some parameters on it. Say how long he will not be able to participate uh, on those platforms or ban him altogether. Uh, we were just talking with Peter Kafka, senior correspondent at Recode and host of Recode Media, who said that he thinks what they will do is some sort of hybrid. Say that the president could come back, and but that he would have to follow some sort of rules or Maybe he'd have to do something in order to get his privileges back, like apologize for the things he said that helped incite the January 6th insurrection. Uh, We want to know what you think about all of this, and not just as it pertains to Donald Trump and his privileges on these platforms, but for all of us. uh, How do we come to agreement about what's acceptable on social media and what's not? Uh, What's too controversial when it comes to politics. Uh, certainly, you are not allowed to do things on social media that you can't do other places. You can't uh, incite violence. You can't, uh, you know, yell fire in a crowded theater, so to speak. Uh, the things that uh, our courts have always said are limits on free speech apply there. But I think we're talking about something a little different when we talk about uh, beyond Donald Trump. Uh, the, the people who are saying things that uh, are rumors, the, the people who are saying things that are conspiracy theories. Um, what do we do with that content? Do we just let it out there and let the marketplace decide what's acceptable or what's not? Or should there be regulations from the companies themselves? Should there be regulations from the government? Uh, give us a call and let us know what your approach would be on this subject. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter and put comments there, and uh, we'll decide in our own marketplace here uh, whether it's acceptable to include in our show. Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Uh, Anthony in southwest Detroit. Anthony, what's on your mind? Hi, good morning, Stephen. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't really uh, support the ban very, his ban very much. Um, I, I'd just like to see more specific, you know, what post or posts are they questioning and what, what what's the words that they're saying are insightful or dangerous, whatever. I, I like more specificity to it, but that that's not my biggest issue. Um, I, I was concerned about how, you know, during the election, there was a story about a Hunter Biden's laptop that may or may not have, you know, been his and had all this salacious stuff on it. And Twitter and Facebook wouldn't allow you to share links to that story. I think it was New York Post during the election and subsequently hunter biden's gone on cbs and pretty um, pretty much all but said it. And he didn't say it was his but he said i don't know what could be my laptop mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. after that fact it's like okay that was the suppression of a pretty much true news story and even if it wasn't true who's how are they to decide that it's not and then uh, further 
the YouTube CEO, Susan Wojcicki, you know, she spoke at the World Economic Forum uh, to the Atlantic CEO last month, and she said they, quote, boost authoritative sources in areas like news yes. and medicine. Yeah. And that's uh, I, I, another subjective. Who's to say who's authoritative in the news? I mean, how many things have the corporate media got wrong? Say, WMDs. I could go on, but... Well, so so Anthony, I, I love I love how much thought you've put into this. Um, but but I guess I'd push back just a little about the idea that there isn't a way to determine legitimacy or authority when it comes to information. I mean, we 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 have really great ways of of, of doing that. Um, you may disagree with the criteria that we might use for it, and we could talk about what those criteria might be and maybe change them. But I don't know that I subscribe to the idea that it's impossible to determine what's legitimate and, and what's not. It may, be, it may be controversial to do that. It may be difficult to do that, but we certainly can. I guess my question to you is, is if there is no limit to this kind of exchange on, on social media, then how do you guard against exactly what happened on January 6th? I mean, you had the president of the United States uh, use a social media platform to call people to Washington to storm the Capitol. I, I, I think we can all agree that's beyond the limits of, of free exchange of ideas. So how would we how would we manage that? Well, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you invited people to the Capitol, Washington, D.C. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, that's the question. Where did he say? storm it or you know go in there violently i mean he, maybe he did during his speech i don't know i didn't watch it so yeah he really he, did i mean he was not he was not ambiguous uh, but, but then further you know we, we had all kinds of uh i mean this wasn't a secret this i knew about that protest uh, more than a month before it happened so we have all our intelligence agencies dropping the ball there and uh like less capital police there by than should be there by factors you know, it's like there's a lot more going on than just the speech component there. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, I, I, I really appreciate the call. And again, your real thoughtfulness uh, about this subject. Thanks so much for uh, for dialing us up here. Let's go to Chris in Dearborn. Chris, welcome to the Hi. show. Hey. How are you? Good. Uh, hey, uh, I think that the thought process that I have in my mind is that listening to what people are talking about now, it's kind of being expressed that now they're going to start censoring things. And my, through my knowledge, I know that there's already thousands, if not more than thousands, of employees that sit at Facebook and censor things 24 hours a day that are posted on Facebook. Uh, so it's interesting, obviously, the president is a, you know, the ex-president is a, important person who it's a dilemma that everybody wants to hear about and it gets news but they've been censoring everything that's posted on facebook from the very beginning well that's true i mean there's some in some ways right i mean well i mean in every way everybody knows about facebook jail you know you hear people talk about oh, i was in facebook jail for four months because i said something wrong and mm-hmm. they allowed me not to post and now i'm back on them and they don't get any explanations they're just now all of a sudden you're, you're gone, right? in post, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's interesting that you use that word censoring. I'm not sure that I think that I agree with that characterization of what they're doing. I mean, Facebook is not 
as much as I think social media has become the town square, and when I say that, I mean social media collectively has become the place that we exchange ideas in this in this country. Each of these companies individually is a is a, a private service, and and in order to participate in them, you actually agree to a terms of service. Uh, they set out all kinds of things that they say, basically, you can use this as long as we think you're using it properly. And when we don't think you're using it properly, we can take it away from you. So I don't, I'm not sure I agree that the act itself is censorship. It, it, it moves into the realm of censorship when we talk about it, when we talk about social media beyond these companies and the, the sort of collective existence of social media and its importance to the the, the public square and the, the, the discussions that we have. Does that, does that make sense, Chris? Totally makes sense. And I think that it kind of brings up another topic where comparing news and social media together, uh, how, I mean, there's a, it's completely mixed up because you have, People trying to say that they want, you know, things to be controlled on social media. But then on the other hand, you've got the news saying, well, we're not going to necessarily, you know, say that we're talking, we're speaking the truth. We're just going to let you know that we're an information portal nowadays and that the things we're saying aren't necessarily being fact checked. A lot of them, a lot of them are true, but a lot of them are manipulated news that are being told just because. You know, that's what they either have been told or choose to tell, hmm. uh, you know, and I think that that's pretty important compared to, to what Facebook is. A lot of people who live on Facebook take Facebook for their news, you know, hmm. and they take everything they hear. And that's what the whole conspiracy, you know, theory, you know, action works because they've got people believing everything that they're hearing where, I mean, they should be saying that don't believe really hardly anything on Facebook or the news because there's no way to control it because it spreads too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, uh, again, I really appreciate the call uh, and the real thought that you have, uh, that you have put into uh, this subject. Thanks uh, for participating today. Um, I'm going to read a couple of social media comments. Anthony on Twitter says, all I know is that they need to be broken up with antitrust laws, uh, that is a subject we haven't really talked about, uh, is that how much dominance these companies have over the public square because the, of the size that they are. And uh, that's a, another tension there, like uh, how much power should they have over the conversation uh, given how much of the market uh, they control. Uh, Frederick on Twitter says, let's face it, Facebook is entertainment and anyone who takes it seriously is a fool. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that entirely, but I think there is a lot of foolish stuff uh, on Facebook that uh, that makes it hard to to sometimes take it seriously. JB on Twitter says something similar. Facebook is a cesspool that has allowed anti-vaxxers, QAnons, extremist militia, and Boogaloo boys to organize on their platform. Uh, look at sort of how loose Facebook has been with controlling the conversation up until now. Uh, let's quickly go to Matt in Detroit. Matt, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. Um, 
I wanted to say that in the late 1700s, there was a lot of political philosophers, Thomas Paine, um, Madison, the Federalist Papers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, who asked a, a common question, how do we do the most good? Mm-hmm. What government system can do the most good? Mm-hmm. And we have a situation now, hundreds of years later, where a private company was forced to act in the public interest, and they waited as long as they could because the the federal government, the Congress specifically, failed to act in the public interest. Mm. It's going to be very interesting in the coming decade and the coming century um, what systems will be for the most good and which ones will fail at that. I really hope that we as Americans can get our act together. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, Matt, that's a that's a really great uh, that's a really great insight, and and I I love the the reference to the time of the founders when they were really talking about these things and and what role government should play in making sure. Uh, that again, the the most good is done, and and speech fits absolutely uh, into that uh, into that space. Okay, I want to take one more uh, call here before we break. Bernadette in Old Redford. Bernadette, what's on your mind? I think that the board should decide, or Zuckerberg should decide this, like the Supreme Court says, narrowly. Um, decide it. For Trump only. Trump has a zillion reporters following him all the time. So it isn't as though he couldn't get out whatever message he wanted to express in alternate ways. Um, so that is um, that opinion. And the other one is just how nasty people can be when they're anonymous mm-hmm. on these platforms. Mm-hmm. It's really some of the stuff hurts my feelings and it's not even directed to me. So, so the the anonymity thing is is an interesting question. You know, I, I used to think that it was anonymity that powered the really awful behavior on these social media platforms, but but I'm not sure it's that because I see a lot of people out there doing that with their own names, with their real names, and they don't they don't feel like there will be any consequence for what they're saying or doing, and and there is a brazenness, I think. That has developed on social media over the last five or for or eight years. That says you don't have to hide your face. You can say whatever you want and be as as controversial as you want and not suffer consequences. Now we are starting to see some consequences, you know, meet out to people who are also doing other things, right? So all the folks who, who stormed the Capitol on on January sixth and then went on social media bragging about it. Are, are seeing real consequences. I mean, some of them are going to jail. Uh, but but for the most part, I, I, I see people acting this way out in public with their full faces. And that's one of the things that, for me, Bernadette, um, is, is really surprising and, and, and kind of scary. I have to uh, agree. It, it seems to me that while there have been people who were mean-spirited, um, with the Trump presidency and his saying all these vitriolic things, it just boosted people's confidence in just being face-to-face insulting uh, in addition to saying whatever they want to on a social uh, platform. Yeah. Yeah. Bernadette, uh, I really appreciate the call uh, and your thoughts. Uh, okay. 
We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to have a conversation with Vaslav Smilt, who is a distinguished professor at the University of Manitoba and also Bill Gates' go-to guy for making sense of our world. He's got a new book out called Numbers Don't Lie, 71 Stories to Help Us Understand the Modern World. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. 